Welcome to Oregon Rooted. I'm Higher Peaks. And this is Lady Sativa. You're listening to The Dirt Show. Where we bring you Oregon's cannabis culture. show i'm higher peaks and this is lady sativa we have returning guest full circle farms to come back on is full circle fungus which mm-hmm. is a change of pace we kind of had been hinting towards it but on the last episode we had talked about doing a uh, episode with them talking about psychedelics and full circle farms is heading towards uh working in that industry if it comes to fruition yep. which in oregon it looks like it's going to they we talked about how uh, oregon they're going to have a they have a petition out there an initiative it's number 34 it's an initiative to have psilocybin allowed in the state of oregon it would be legalized decriminalized but you would have to have a like an authorized i don't know what they're going to use they're going to have to use some sort of uh, facility mm-hmm. it's going to be supervised and it's it, obviously it's going to be some sort of clinical setting i'd imagine yeah. but we get into that we talk about that which oddly enough like you know for the people that have used mushrooms i don't know that you know being in a clinical setting is a very good thing for your experience yes personally i would not enjoy it only because i like to be at home in my own personal space right well and you know where i feel most comfortable as all the people know that have dabbled in it, you know, set and setting is a big thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so being comfortable, being in settings that don't overly stimulate you. Right state of mind. Right state of mind. I would go in there being sketch. I already don't like to go to the hospital. I don't like to be in like doctor's offices and stuff like that. And then you're going to make a setting where it's. Yeah. It's just me personally. But, you know, a lot of people are like that. Sure. And it would be one step closer to like a full legalization where we could have a rec type market like cannabis, uh, which I think would be eventually something that would probably happen. But I think this research needs to be done right, in order to accept the fact that it is not going to be life-threatening if they do it by themselves. Yeah, and I imagine that essentially making it legal to where people could go into a setting like that, they're going to be collecting data. Yes. And that data will be what's used, I imagine, like you just said, to, to decide whether... The decriminalization process would continue. Yeah, right. exactly. Just like they have to do with cannabis right now and like pregnant moms, for example. Exactly. And like we've it, been that through ourselves. Yes, you know, we personally with, with our last child here, we've, you know, we're consuming cannabis and which is a controversial thing. Very controversial. And even even with DHS. Mm-hmm. Um, DHS is actually on the side of they want to stop being into it so much. So yeah. on the flip side, that's that's awesome that when we were in the hospital, they were coming in to find out facts and why moms were right. using cannabis for it. And they wanted to basically gain a census to show why they don't need to add this into the things of stuff to be hazard about. You know, it, this is not anything to be scared about. If it is in the child's system, it's, it's fine. But... They, they're trying to show, they're trying to show that they're trying to get rid of that whole thing. Yeah, absolutely. And which they have to understand it. I mean, and now that it's becoming 
un, you know decriminalized like cannabis full rec uh they're able to really get a lot of information now yeah where people are able to make choices mm-hmm. and then they can gather that information from it you know we're gonna have to do those kind of studies with uh, psilocybin and i think it's worth exploring now they've got programs like the maps program down in California and LA. And the MAPS program is really cool. I'll talk about that real quick, but with this initiative and and doing a clinical setting, you know, everything is gonna be, I'd imagine centralized with the government, like in terms of, you're probably gonna have to be a licensed facility that makes it. Probably, yes. And then you're gonna have to be licensed. Or at least state certified, you know, state. Right. Of course, follow federal regulations, but state, (laughs) every state has its own way of doing things. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And what we're doing on that initiative right now is just gathering signatures. It looks like it will probably go through. And even if it didn't, then, you know, it would go through at some point. It's still, it's still on the ballot. Right, right. Up for uh, being on the ballot. Yes. Uh, And this will be for 2020, of course. Uh, And, but here's the thing is there going to be a two way two. there's going to be a two year waiting period. Mm -hmm. And I think that's good too. Like with cannabis, they kind of just damn near jumped in. Yeah, which is all the trials and that we had to go through. Yeah, now we did have the medical market, which kind of softened that. But really, you know, it kind of went from one day it was against the law, and then the next day it was mm-hmm. not. <laughs> right. So, and dispensaries were popping up real quick, oh, unlike yeah. you guys. Yeah. But I think it was the same, same, same thing will happen. But that two-year waiting period, I'm sure there's going to be a lot of data gathering and yeah. logistics worked out with being able to provide that i guess in ways that one thing is with a clinical setting i bet there'll be people that wouldn't normally be open to this will probably be more open to it right because for a lot of people that set and setting when you've never done it probably feels a lot more safe when you got a doctor monitoring you and yeah oh i won't die from this it, experience right okay. exactly yeah. and they know that they're not gonna uh, dose you with something that would be it, it's gonna be an exact dose basically right and as you know, with mushrooms, I mean, when you get into a bag of mushrooms and you eat them, you don't know if they're going to be strong. You don't know if they're going to be, uh, you know, not strong. We've yeah. had situations where you get a body high and you've ate a whole quarter ounce of mushrooms. Yeah. Like, what the hell? And then there's Cap been times. Stems, there's a difference between the high and those. Sure. Well, the concentrations, I think, is involved with that. But, mm-hmm. you know, there's there's guys right now in the Oregon, in Oregon State that are gearing up for this. They're actually building buildings and mm-hmm. and labs and already ahead of this game so when it happens which obviously it seems like it's just going to happen at some point um that they're going to be ready for it yeah so this leads back to full circle farms they're getting to full circle fungus and they're going to start getting towards that where you know manufacturing uh, doing facility and providing whatever services that they can do within that Right. And along with that, I've talked to the guys there, and they possibly might even come up with a podcast. Uh, they've been yeah. really wanting to talk about this, really want to get some information out. And so, you know, that's why we started kind of getting into this intro. And this is really what this is. This episode is going to be an intro into psilocybin, you know, as we know it, yeah. and the current situation in the market. We talk, we have quite a few stories, not, mm-hmm. not a lot, but we have a few stories that are interesting. Right, to say uh, the least. <laughs> it gives you an example of kind of some experiences that you can have on them it's always an individual thing though yeah, it's your own everybody journey has something different that happens um sometimes your minds are a lot more vivid than other people yeah absolutely and sometimes also, you are closed-minded and it does reflect in what's going on in your mushroom use sure and people have you know different stages of life mm-hmm. um, you know you might have some big problems in your life that you'd have to tackle in your journey with psilocybin too 
work out before you have some great trips. Um, and then there's other people that are going to be, you know, in a good place and have a great trip right off. Right. Uh, you, you kind of just have to ease into that part. But the good news is I think with that though, is a, like they say on the episode here, you know, a good, a bad trip is a good trip because Mm -hmm. you're learning something from it. If you allow it to work for you, so to speak. Yeah. Mike said that, right? I think a couple of guys did. Yeah. Um, You can't really have a bad trip because you still learn something from it basically. Yeah. And a lot of times you just got to get, you got to work through whatever your mind is presenting. That is almost the point of it. It's, 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 it's to refresh yourself and to heal is what is a good thing to use mushrooms for. We also talk about how you have to kind of plan for this stuff. This isn't just a recreational drug in the sense that you can kind of just use it. You can microdose. Right. But to just have full-blown trips, that's something that you almost have to just prepare for Mm -hmm. if you want to enjoy it to the fullest. Yeah. (laughs) And so this is a good start into the conversations about psilocybin. Now, I know there's a lot of podcasts. Joe Rogan, in fact, talks a lot about the MAPS program uh, and talks with a lot of those doctors that are down there. So good information that comes out of there. And we won't, I think, full circle fungus and us, too. We want to add to that conversation to make it a lot more, I think, palatable and normal, just like with cannabis. Right. Um, Because talking about this stuff is going to definitely make it easier to digest instead of just diving into everybody just tripping in a lab somewhere so right (laughs) so to explain it as far as just the organ thing real quick um, like i said it's going to be in a lab setting there's going to be a two-year waiting window and there's a lot of people supporting it now you know that denver is the other place Colorado, and of course colorado leading the way good job guys uh denver had essentially decriminalized in the city i mean you can still get in trouble for it but it's labeled as the lowest concern of the law Mm -hmm. so i think like cannabis was right before it went legal here you know really if you had under an ounce and you weren't you know doing anything stupid and driving around with blunts in your mouth and shit you really didn't have a problem at least Mm -hmm. i didn't i've been i'd had run in with cops three or four times with weed and i always walked away with it so (laughs) i cannot say the same no (laughs) have you had it taken away no, you were there when I got in trouble and got oh, a ticket for less than an ounce. Right. <laughs> and that was right before 2015. Right before. That was some bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep, still have that on my record. You want That is one reason why I can't go on field trips with my kids is because of that. Yeah. Do you want to explain that real quick? Basically, we were going into the mall and you set the backpack down and my Kindle was in there. And of course, I decided to that I, I needed my Kindle. So what I, happened is I got sidetracked. We had a backpack because we had walked that day. Mm-hmm. We were riding, no, we were riding bikes. Riding bikes, okay. Yes. And we had a backpack which had a quarter ounce of weed in it and we walked into the mall. I set the backpack down because some guy in a damn kiosk was getting my attention with a stupid cell phone cover case or some shit. Yes, and we walked away we walked seriously away. for 15, 20 minutes. That was it. And of course the security guards were like, oh, there's a bag left behind. And they picked went it up. Went through it. And yeah. they went through it. Of course. And automatically called the police without even getting a hold of us with well, that quarter ounce in there. I, I went back to the customer service booth, called security to see if we could get it back. And you could hear it in their voice. They're like, um, uh, yeah, uh, actually, could you just wait right there? We'll be right down to talk to you. Oh, yeah. I hung that phone up and I'm like, let's get the hell out well, of here. Well, our, our stepson was with us. My stepson was with us. And so you left with him. Oh, that's right. I stayed there. there. Yeah. So you stayed there uh, for the Kindle, which I, 
I now, I think it. they're worth about 40, 50 bucks now at most. Now, but that was all I had to read. Okay. So and you took I'm a, a charge for a person. quarter ounce, got kicked out of the mall for a year. You bad, bad, evil person. I didn't really give a fuck about being kicked out of the mall for a year. I don't think I would go there that much anyways. And I'm not sure when that was, but I think it was like a year later we went complete legal. Yeah, so, less than a year. It was 2014 yeah. and I, is when I got my charge. And it actually was jeopardizing my last job. Right. Like, I was on the verge of I needed to figure that out because it it's a marijuana charge. And I worked in the medical field. And see, that's so, kind of the bullshit part about it is because it's a charge at the time, yes. But it, as far as current law goes, that is not a charge and it wouldn't be a charge. Right. And they couldn't have charged you. And so I, it's really highly unfair to be well, able to just, hold that against you now. Yes. And it, well, it just it had started to become an issue towards the end. Just a good example, though, of how it can still affect people even in legal states if you have a record. Mm-hmm. But here's the deal. A lot of these farms we've talked to, they have records 20, 30 years old. And they're not affected by being in cannabis, no. as well as you aren't either. I'm not affected by being in cannabis, but if I wanted to stay in the medical field, it would affect me. And that's the thing other people should understand is even in a legal state, people are going to run them to the they're going to run into industries that are just not going to be accepting of probably any drug use at all. Yeah. Uh, and so. Which, mind you, they did not care that I smoked and consumed cannabis, but it was, it was because it was the charge of cannabis all that on red my record. Tape. Yeah, it's all the politics yes. of it. So, sorry to digress, but let's. that was a good thing to get out there because there's a lot of good of examples mm-hmm. of how things kind of work, especially around legalization and stuff. Well, and it's like, come on, it's a felony to have mushrooms on you right now. Right. So we are talking about a subject right now that, you know, essentially a very bad crime to be having Yeah, it's not, it's not just a charge like I got. It is straight I, up a felony yeah, to I have don't, mushrooms I on don't you. recommend, you know, uh, we, we're not condoning any kind of illegal use uh, or, um, you know, don't be, you know, packing this stuff around don't be selling it don't you know and understand that if you are in a situation a private situation where you are going to make some decisions then uh make sure that they're safe decisions and concerning legal standpoints and i'm not a lawyer so that's not legal advice (laughs) (laughs) yes and as caleb you know says on the show there's got to be pioneers to this stuff Mm -hmm. there was pioneers to the cannabis movement there's pioneers to every movement there's pioneers to this uh medical especially use of psilocybin right as everybody has heard if you've done any research there's a lot of things showing some uh, limited studies showing that there's a lot of uh, uses medically right uh, and in very small doses like it's not like they have to be on meds the rest of their life or they have to take meds for years yeah Uh, these are a lot quicker therapies for multiple multiple uses right possibly as much or more than cannabis really like I had said about Denver, they're, they're leading the way. Uh, it's just uh, a good thing to see. And now we're following it. So we've got into all those topics on the show. It's not a long one. We kept it real tight and short. Mm-hmm. We're going to introduce more from Full Circle Fungus. We're going to have, uh, we're going to put out some information, possible podcasts. So this, well, this is kind is of a, basically te- a teaser. Like an introduction to what we want and what's been happening and Yes. And, and this Planning is something for the future. Yes. And this is something we're going to collaborate on. We're going to bring, you know, some psychedelic stuff to the podcast. Mm-hmm. Quick question for you. What would you think if we got to the point where we could actually possibly sell mushrooms through a dispensary? Honestly, they'd probably separate the laws. 
they'd probably put it into a different place. You think OLCC would regulate it? Yeah. No, I don't I don't know if OLCC would regulate it. That's the thing, is I don't know if they would. Maybe keep it with the FDA, but it might be like a little pharmacy. I know. A little mushroom pharmacy. I think it would be fucking fun. I think it would be great, but... Get a script from your doctor for a trip. <laughs> yeah, we'll set them up in little pop tops, have them pre-set up and... What I didn't know when I was researching about Colorado is I didn't, as far as dispensaries, I didn't understand like, yeah, you can have, you know, small quantities of mushrooms in your possession now, but where do you get them? <laughs> You There's no mushroom somebody dispensaries. Somebody. <laughs> Maybe there is, but they just don't tell us that part. I don't know how they've affected you in the past, but mushrooms for me, you know, they cause, I, I usually push to the point where I actually get visuals and stuff. Mm-hmm. Now, I know you've been borderline there. I've had quite a few that are borderline. I enjoyed mine. My last one was fun. Yeah. And, you know, with, you know, just a little background about magic mushrooms, the psilocybin is what? you know, causes these uh, changes, these psychotropic changes. And but I'll tell you, magic mushrooms, it tastes like shit. Yes. Uh, I advise, me, myself, personally. Little trick. Jalapeno. Uh, Cheetos. Like Tim's chips. Mm. No, my jalapeno chips. Mm-hmm. Like, so you take the Tim's chips and eat them with that because they are really, really crunchy. And they're jalapenos, so they're overpoweringly strong for the mushrooms. Or if you don't like spicy, you can do just regular uh, Cheetos, mm-hmm. crunchy Cheetos, not puffs. Exactly. Exactly. And it matches texture and mm-hmm. it masks flavor. It really matches the texture. Yeah. That's why I also say the Tim's because they're over crunchy. And so it... <laughs> Otherwise, it tastes like poisoned popcorn. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It does. It tastes like somebody dropped some arsenic in your popcorn. <laughs> and keep in mind, too, you know, getting with this, that, you know, these magic mushrooms or mushrooms, I should just say, you know, they can be they can go from a range of just a body high all the way up to full blown. Like I've got some serious visuals, mm-hmm. you know, also the giggling part and, you know, feelings of euphoria, feelings of high anxiety if you go south. Yeah. And one thing about it, be careful. Some of the safety things about this is that be in a safe setting, but have, you know, chaperone especially mm-hmm. your first few times or what we would call a shaman is what Caleb is says. what Caleb likes to call it. Yeah. And that's important. I think to keep good things now a clinical setting, they're going to say they're going to replace that shaman with a, some sort of lab tech, doctor. probably doctor lab tech, but uh, you know, it, it does help to guide you through things and uh, keep things good. You got a lot of people got to realize that you going into this, especially new that you, you're not going to know how strong your mind is until you push those envelopes. Right. And if your mind, if you don't have a lot of, you know, thought control and uh, kind of a stronger mind, then just needless to say, it can be a learning experience. It can be. Yes. So what I'm saying is for some people, it can be you, you really lower doses are going to be more profound, mm-hmm. uh, whereas people with for lack of better words, a stronger mind when it comes to that will will be able to push higher envelopes. Push their limits. But don't make it unsafe and don't have bad trips. You know, the idea is to put your pre put yourself into situation that will be so comfy and nice that you're going to uh, promote all all forms of positivity. I do got to say, after talking to the guys and hearing that you don't have bad trips, I agree because the fact that it was cleansing mm-hmm. to go through those emotions that i was when i did have my quote-unquote trip bad trip that i did yes right because Warm. it's not like i was scared i was just really emotional and you know it's like i went into a deep spiral of emotions mm-hmm. 
but I think it was more cleansing afterwards than anything. And that's the point of it being like all the different stages you kind of go through when you are on mushrooms. Right. Because I went from giggling, I went to crying, I went to panic a little bit because the fact that I very stimulated. Couldn't find you. I was very, very stimulated. Stimulated. You were in. You were in the bathroom, but I, I found you. Well, <laughs> I got lost in the be- in the living room. You know, the, th- <laughs> the thing about psychedelics is they open up a, a huge amount of pathways that aren't normally open for for grabs. Right. You know, we've talked about this. Just even your vision filters out about twenty percent of what is actually out there or more really uh because if you didn't it would be really overwhelming and Retain. so there's there's a reason your brain does and your brain does this with smells and with vision and with taste and stuff and the reason that is is because it's it's essentially it would be overwhelming it would be overwhelming if you it took all the input in all at once and with psychedelics you do do that in a way you open a lot more pathways taking in a lot more sensory Mm -hmm. stuff going on and they're crossing paths yeah you can mix things up like there's situations where touch becomes color color becomes smell vice versa and so that's what kind of can be overwhelming for people is to be able to handle all that input coming in right and that's just but if you understand that you can just kind of sit back for the ride and try to be calm with accepting all the stuff going on right um, and, you know, just a b- brief description, you know, psilocybin becomes psilocin in the human body. It binds to the serotonin receptors in the brain, which seems like all drugs do, right? Uh, but this binds to what's called a receptor 5-HT2C. This regulates the release of the neurotransmitter chemicals related to appetite, cognition, anxiety, imagination, learning, memory, mood, and perception. The psilocin increases activity in the visual cortex while decreasing the part of the brain responsible for your ego or individual sense of self, which is where you're breaking down walls. Yeah. Um, it also comes, that's where the sense of oneness with everything comes from. You know, a couple of times, and I've mentioned this, you know, you, you with your good trips, you do t- discover the secrets to the universe. <laughs> yes. Trust me. Yes. So <laughs> you just don't, can't apply them later on when you've lost them. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, watch your dosages. Um, you know, a typical dose is an eighth. If you're really just starting out a couple, a gram, a couple grams. Mm-hmm. It's really weird how, you know, mushrooms work in terms of like your tolerance. Like if when you first take your mushrooms, that's that initial impact is your biggest impact. So if you can keep taking them and ride that high, but you're not going to get that initial impact like you would with most drugs. Right. You you just don't. That first impact is kind of how I base my dosage. Right. So I want to see. You know, what kind of peak do I want to have? And then I'll base that dosage on that. Uh, as far as eating before, I have mixed feelings about that because I get the mushroom shits. Poos. <laughs> and these Don't things, lie. It's shits. These, these things are brutal. Okay. They they are very, very brutal. And so I, I don't really want to eat beforehand. Right. But but also, too, if you do eat, I, I probably helps with the stomach discomfort, if there is any. Most of the time, I don't get stomach discomfort, except for the explosive after effects. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that comes and goes. It's not like it, it goes with the whole trip, right? You just go to the bathroom once, you're good. Just don't get stuck in there. <laughs> yeah, with glow sticks. <laughs> We've talked about the flavor. I, you know, I don't know what you prefer to do, but I, I recommend having things that are stimulating. Mm-hmm. Uh, we use glow sticks because they're cheap go to the dollar store lights are good black lights anything like that's real fun music is intense mm-hmm. so always you know use some music 
plenty more of on shows. the trippier side music is the best for me but it is but what's funny is you can live listen to like half semi-trippy music like your was it wax taylor mm-hmm. and it sounds a little trippy but sounds like good music and then you listen to on mushrooms and you're like whoa yeah it's like harry potter yeah it's great but on mushrooms man harry potter's a freaking insane amazing (laughs) to say the least not for you i loved it the dragons were amazing yeah and then just like with this you know like with sleep um it's weird with my experiences you're very tired or lethargic is the word Mm -hmm. is it while you're in the middle of the trip so it's not like you got a burst of energy no you're and, more and you're more you tired want to avoid falling asleep because then you could tr- miss your trip well you can but a lot of times i can't fall asleep as tired as i may get like if i take and i'm gonna plan it all nighter i'll stay up all night but right. i'll be tired like yeah. i'll be tired during the trip but i will stay up all night not like i'm trying real hard i just can't actually make that last step to sleep right but i guess some people can be different but I do like to be rested going into it, you know. So the next day is a little tiring. Like yeah. you're, you're not, you feel like you stayed up and did some, and yeah. you did, <laughs> right? So plan for that. You know, bottom line is what I'm saying is, especially if your parents, you got to plan this shit when the kids are gone. Mm-hmm. Plan yourself a couple days and enjoy it the right way. You know, they're obviously safe. I think that you can push it though, and it can be pretty scary, which is why you'd want to have yourself a chaperone. Mentally scary, not scary like right. Yes. And, you know, just like as too a, much heroin scary. Right. Okay. <laughs> and on a side note, I just want people to know that I, I really don't believe that there are any significant instances where people have like crawled up telephone poles and jumped off and killed themselves or they don't induce that kind of psychosis. I mean, I guess they could, you know, I mean, but anything could. Right. Yes. Generally speaking, you can get really high and not. And make such bad decisions that you're not going to realize that you're jumping off like a building or something. But this goes back to what we talked about when you got to be mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. You want to, I mean, and if you're not and you're going to use this as a way to, to treat the depression and stuff, then that's where you'd want to make sure you're going about it in a more medical and way. And I have talked to people that are on depression and have taken them and they said that they did not help and it just made them want to cry but honestly they need to realize well that's that's, the thing that's the healing process that's the healing process so it's supposed to be doing that so you just got to write it out but of course they didn't want to no so for those types of people that are already on shaky ground mentally you you definitely want to consult with um medical and and if that's available it's not available available, yeah try to be this as safe as possible and like i said we don't condone any illegal activities so this is for the people around the world that (laughs) I think there's a lot of tribes that get to use this shit. Right. Uh, but they probably know more than me. <laughs> Peyote. All right. So we hope you enjoy the episode. This is a, a far sidetrack on what we normally do, mm-hmm. but it's exciting. And I think this is something we need to talk about along with cannabis. Thanks, guys. Thanks for coming on the show. And we will keep you informed. It looks like we're going to be working with them on these uh, psilocybin projects. Yep. Stay rooted. Stay rooted. So our brain and magic mushrooms, they're healing simultaneously as getting rid of your uh, dead brain cells. So we're constantly going uh, healthier. So there's articles about anti-aging, anti-inflammatory, and with the PTSD and the depression. So I'm assuming with the serotonin levels of magic mushrooms being the lid, it could activate as your nervous system. So with the eco-death, you kind of shock your nervous system and your brain cells get activated. So I'm theoretically 
was saying that high doses magic mushrooms, you can wake up a coma patient, a vegetable state patient mind, because they're already using their subconscious mind. We just need to shock them up to think they're potentially dying, because then the, the nervous system are like, okay, we're going to fight it and we're going to wake it up. Because there's already trials about stem cells waking up a vegetable state mind. Why can't we take it further and go with magic mushrooms? So a little hint of what I'm catching is that you're saying that with this, that it could also help with Alzheimer's and dementia? Most definitely. That's fucking awesome. Because I think with even prior before being brain dead, you can take high doses of that so you can skip being brain dead. It can re reverse the thing and then it would be prolonged to high doses, then we do the micro doses. But with assisted uh, shaman, I think we need that physical and spiritual realm and consciousness with it. Then we need the doctors for uh, science purchase, for the data. So it's mm -hmm. pretty much neurogenesis. Yeah. That's interesting. And I've seen myself uh, articles about the whole Alzheimer's and stuff. See, this is why I'm going to make you live until 100. Is because we're going to do all this research. And I'm going to make you live till 100. You think you're going to die That's a lot of diapers that. to change, though. <laughs> it is. We might be on our way already with uh, <laughs> just uh, weed and mushrooms. That's yeah. what I'm saying. See, right there, there's two methods. Bring he the thinks, hemp back, same time. Well, yeah. and I'm a caregiver, so it's like I'm not going to let you die any sooner than if I, you know, 90 is a good age to live for me. Is, is it creepy so that at all makes that him she's 100. deciding when you're going to die here? <laughs> <laughs> she's like, 90, yeah, I've had enough. <laughs> But 90's my age, so he'll be 100. Oh. <laughs> I don't, I don't want to live to be 100, so hopefully she's – all I want is her to pick a good way to get rid of me. You know, just don't it – might, It might be that – Don't say, slowly like that do it. Like you were just talking about earlier. <laughs> I think it would help with spiritual side for that too if, like, with funerals, everyone grieves differently. With mm -hmm. magic mushrooms, I think it would help – like relieve that grief you actually better understand like wow he's actually better it's a win-win situation you know like if you're if you feel like you lived a great life you did your full potential and you die you're definitely going to go to heaven right if that's what you truly believe but if you're doing this full um, living all the time and you're trying to bring heaven on earth so that's a win-win no matter what so you can't be sad for someone leaving because they're always here no matter what. it's an yeah. energy yeah. Yeah. And I, well, so, and that's another thing to, to mention about psychedelics is the spiritual side of it. It seems to be a very, almost like a third of the pie, if you will. I think it's the huge, it, it's the, it's the cross. It's, it's what's keeping it together. The spiritual realm, like we're spiritual beings in a human body. So I think there's a spiritual warfare going on. So with psychedelics opening up this portal in a way, this realm, this five-dimensional, uh, people have to be cautious and worry. And that's where the psychonauts, the crazy ones who actually do it, are like, hey, we kind of need a little bit standard for the spiritual side. Not necessarily like for human beings, but uh, spiritual battles happening. I often wonder if psychedelics don't doesn't offer up a spiritual side for people who aren't spiritually inclined. I mean, on the explained thing you were talking about, uh, the psychedelics episode on Netflix, um, they said like 70% of the people who took it weren't um, religious and the other 30 were, and it was like 85% of the total group had said that that was the most spiritual. 
but uh, an epidemic. Or right. Yeah. yeah. But the spiritual religion thing is crazy because uh, if you're religious, really religious, do you, I mean, how do you classify it? To them, I guess it'd be a, they, were, they recognize something religiously, maybe, uh, or spiritually. Mm -hmm. I just think there's a difference. I, I think that re you can use religion, though, as a, as a general statement. Like, when I figured out the secrets to the universe, that, that's <laughs> a religion, you know, without a god, really. You know, it's... About it's every, every, every <laughs> <laughs> Are you guys there's getting me also, yet? <laughs> are you getting there's me? also a show on there where you can make a cult out of anything. That's what I heard. <laughs> <laughs> Bubble gum and duct tape, you're saying? Look, Cult. man, I've got one, two, three, four, five. I got five followers hey, right here. You ain't uh, saying I'm a follower. Or death, right? That's a cult. I, I, uh, I've already got a little thing going. The Kool Aid's in the fridge. So Actually, if the cops raid us, light. start drinking. <laughs> it's crystal light. Yeah, I'm diabetic. I see. Sorry. We're trying to do this Brotherhood of Eternal Love. This <laughs> remake. <laughs> a good start to a podcast uh, yeah. <laughs> brand new podcast out eternal brotherhood of the they're talking about orange sunshine now we're offering boomers from full circle fun guys right? <laughs> well you guys are gonna have to step your game up or we will we're gonna have to offer like the kool-aid is like the new white claw you know we're gonna have to it can't be kool-aid it's got to be new and improved what was it called back in the 60s they called it the pink drink pink drink we got the purple did you, drink but don't did you ever hear of the pink drink like <laughs> back when they had like they used to have uh acid parties where they would make a huge <coughs> a huge bowl of like pink drink and everybody would walk around drinking it and then um uh, you guys have to watch across the universe you guys probably haven't done that but it just shows like a a, a way of it and they used to ride this bus um it was a hippie bus, total hippie bus, that had a couch on the back of it, even, and you could fit so many people. And they rode across the you know United States, just free love, peace, everything. <laughs> it awesome. is crazy. You should look up that bus because they just did, redid it like ten years ago. Actually, they dug that bus up and found it. I imagine um, a lot of it just reminds me, but I I imagine a lot, a lot of people did a lot, a lot of acid during the dead tours. Yeah. Grateful Dead. And it seems like that's a big science experiment. Most of those people came out okay, right? I think so. You think so? Yeah, you I haven't so heard anything. Yeah. <laughs> but wasn't that, was that Baby Boomer era? Do you guys know? Yes. You wouldn't know. I think. As far as that generation, I don't know. I was, I was after that. Not long, though. <laughs> How old are you? 43. I'll edit this part out. 43? You're not 43. I think I'm I am. I'm a year older than you. Probably. <laughs> hey, trust me, man. Like uh, I've aged ten years this year. You <laughs> have a son his age. Oh fuck! <laughs> and he could teach you chemistry. I was gonna say you're about three times as smart as my son. <laughs> I bet you he but beat your ass at video games though. <laughs> oh, they used to call it the electric cool acid acid test. Yeah, that is really cool. <laughs> <laughs> Where's some of that? We need the it. electric Kool-Aid is what they used <laughs> the to call it. It sounds yes. like you lean more towards mushrooms. I lean more towards... Or just is it a natural thing? Like like with Mike? To be honest, it's more of what I'm feeling at this time in my life. Like, 
For mushrooms, for me, it's a personal development where I just want to be in that closed room by myself. For LSD, it's a oneness. I want to be around people, fill off their vibes, and reconnect with everything else. Then we have the DMT, where the law of the universe, where Nikola Tesla says energy, vibration, frequency. So, so you you've been in that realm too. Uh, once or twice. It doesn't last long, right? It doesn't last long, but you can be in this realms all the time uh, sober. It's just a mindset. Yeah. It don't yeah. last long outside. Yeah. Like inside, it seems like it, lost forever. it might have been 50 times the length. Oh. Um, uh, it's odd. It's like, how long was so it that's, gone? So that's a new frontier I have to experience someday. But uh, I've heard it's the intensest of the most intense of the we did have i had a customer that came in that says that he did smart um, as fuck it was for his like wedding party he he had already gotten married but he was doing a wedding party like with his his uh friends so it was like his bachelor party basically afterwards so it was with all of his friends and they decided everybody was going to take acid and so everybody all as a group took acid and they went and they had the fucking best time got tattoos he says we got way overpaid for tattoos you know like 600 bucks for like four tattoos they all tattoo and they were like this face big. on her arm man. <laughs> so they were all completely <laughs> he's like but we were so fucking high we didn't care and then he said the next day everybody's like passed out everything he gets up in the morning he thought that they were all doing it again and so he popped acid and everybody around him was all fucking sober and he's like <laughs> okay, I gotta go. <laughs> he ended up having to leave his friends and kind of go by himself because he was having a whole ass trip. He's like, but I had a great time by myself too. He's like, I just went and explored because that he he didn't want to be around people that well, were sure the same it didn't mind frame. That time either. I don't. He said it didn't, but he was also you know he was still kind of hungover from the night before, and he was he had drank too, and he he said that he had just went off. He's like, but it was still pretty cool. But it definitely wasn't the same doing it by myself compared to a whole, like, but everybody being sober and him being high, he didn't want that either. He said it would it was tripping him out too much that everybody's kind of looking at him is what he felt like. Because everyone asks the questions like, hey, are you okay? Then you're actually, wait, <laughs> hey, am I? Weird? Am, <laughs> I? am, am I, I okay? Don't you Shit, think water right? melted? Because it was earlier. <laughs> am I okay? Am I really? Who am I? Wow. You go look in the mirror. Go, I was going to say, I <laughs> think that might be the definition of a bad trip, just being there with somebody that's not. Yeah. Understanding and aware because of Because a question on. just like that is... Not a dancer. Yeah. You might, you might send him off somewhere. Another thing that's kind of cool is when somebody sits here and goes like this over and over again because they say you're making colors. Oh, wow. <laughs> you're yes. making colors. I, see, you know, that's one thing about mushrooms that I don't get often is the, um, like, colors. You can feel colors or you can hear colors. Like, that doesn't happen to me as much with mushrooms, but this one time with her, it did. And every time she'd touch me, I could see colors. <laughs> I you didn't a, take too much. You just increase your dose. Yeah. Right. I had a friend that. Well, that was a quarter that time. Must have been really good mushrooms, though, I guess. <laughs> He's a wow. So, so I kept doing this. Yeah. I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> and I had a friend send me a message from my garage. And it was a picture. And his quote was, Did you hear this too? <laughs> and I was kind of stuck for a minute, like, I don't know if I did or not. You know? <laughs> But it's just a 35 picture. minutes later. But did I? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we figured it out later. <laughs> she also she also got me um she got me stuck in the bathroom oh, that was at very, our old place. Very humorous. <laughs> she had the um I was I was pretty lit that time. I Quarter threw glow ounce. sticks at him. She threw glow sticks. They landed. I was in the bathroom doing the the mushroom dance with the toilet. <laughs> and <laughs> 
it's always not pretty. <laughs> and she throws the glow sticks and they land like in a line perfectly across the entryway. I could not leave the bathroom. He was giggling though. I was like stuck, he, but I couldn't, I was all, giggling because I couldn't figure out why I'm I couldn't a, step over he's the all, glow I'm sticks. He's all, I'm okay. Ah. He's all, everything is good. I'm okay. I'm like, oh yeah? He's like, these glow sticks are mocking me. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Fucking glow sticks. I took six grams my very first time. <laughs> Accidentally. Accidentally. <laughs> okay. It's like, we try to be responsible, folks. Okay. Yeah. Accidentally. Accidentally. They slipped. <laughs> I tripped and it slipped in. I have a lack of patience, you see. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't wait. It's not working. It's not working. Let's eat it. You know, let's get it going. So the fan was going and someone turned off my fan and I stopped moving, stopped talking. It's all they turned on the fan again. They put you on pause. Oh, man. man. It was... I needed it. Yeah. <laughs> so Turn the fan back on. <laughs> we broke him. <laughs> like, no. So they start fucking with him all. <laughs> that was a good uh, yeah. To a YouTube video? Yeah. I was laying down uh, in my room. Like mid-sentence, turn the light that off. song comes to me, Numb by no, Pink Floyd? Hey You by Pink Floyd. Um, wow, you guys know some Pink. I'm, I'm oh, yes, you do. I'm glad. Pitch Black Room. Is anybody out there? <laughs> Comfortably Numb is good on there. Yeah. First thing I Hello. ever watched... Tripping. Comfortably oh, numb. Yeah, it's like funny story. Since uh, since this, it's pr- probably my family's not gonna be listening to this. So, uh, but truth be It'll told, it'll be on the same feed. So <laughs> if well, they my subscribe, grandma, my grandma won't be listening. To <laughs> oh, okay. This. Maybe. Okay. Wait, man, what's your number? Uh, Damn it, Mike! What the hell? Uh, I didn't raise no drug addict. Yeah, she'd be like, "Oh, Phil sticks. <laughs> I knew something had happened." No, You're going to uh, send me to the grave. <laughs> so I can start this with a positive uh, vibe, like uh, Grandma left town uh, for a little vacation in Colorado. My big plan was to surprise her with a, I wanted to paint the inside of her house. So, of course, I took all the pictures off the wall, which, you know, that's a Rubik's Cube in Excel to get it back on there in the right places. The way it was, yeah. And uh, we painted the whole thing. In Grandma's house? Yeah, painted the whole thing. Uh, put it all back together, you know, some stuff. I had some extra parts. But uh, I just left him in the room. And so we all decided to trip that night. Uh, I'd never done it before, so someone's trying to explain to me what's going to happen tonight. No, no clue. <laughs> nope, didn't even know. Uh, so, of course, you know, it's like, yeah, you got to take a lot of vitamin C or citric acid. It's, uh, uh, here we go, we're going to wash the wall. So we start watching the wall. And, uh, you know, of course, when all your family drives by and sees that, uh, Grandma's house is packed full tonight. Grandma's out of town. They decide to break the old party up a little bit. So their way of breaking the party up is uh, my aunt ran a daycare. And so they just drove by with the minivan and pretty much was pushing them in the door of the house one by one. And then kids? It, yeah. Oh, God. Just like thinking it's funny, like, <laughs> we're going to interrupt this party with a bunch of daycare kids, right? <laughs> and so we're all there watching the wall, and it's like, I think she probably noticed after maybe a few minutes because I think we all strapped in a little bit to the couches. You guys and a little are like bit hard. stuff <laughs> yeah. multiplying. But the only thing I ever remember is this orange afro little kid that has whitest skin ever just like, like, I don't know if he's fuck with me or what, but it sure did seem like it. Uh, <laughs> I was like, you got to get this dude out of here. <laughs> you know? And uh, pretty intense for the first time. And uh, I, I can't feel tell you the rest of it. I need a safe place. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's, I don't know, but... Uh, I think just at the beginning, uh, you still got a strong mentality. It's like, no, you, you still have to be able to do yeah. something, tr- problem yeah. solve, troubleshoot. So it's like, uh, we figured a way to get out of, out of that mm-hmm. uh, by leaving. Uh, but yeah, that was a, I don't think she's ever heard that story either. Uh, but it's funny now. 
<laughs> I, I gotta say that I have every time that we have done mushrooms, our children haven't been present no. because of that very reason. Because if my kid came in and needed something from me, it'd be like, yeah, there's no, uh, no, the milk, no. Uh, a gallon, a cup. Uh, no, when well, you're yeah, you're when you're parent. when you're when you're a parent, th- th- these kind of adventures are like going to the coast. You got to plan a weekend. Are needy. <laughs> you know, the kids have got to be gone. You got to have the house clean. You there's know, some rules. She's got about have a, a shower questions. first, so I can get the sweats. You know, yeah. the mushroom sweats. Yeah, later. there is proper etiquette, I guess. Yeah. Uh, now you said you guys have done DMT. Can you explain, Blaze? We explain what. A DMT trip is like, and and what happens, so I know. Now I'm living through you can, right now. Can dude. you warm me? Yeah. Uh, it's really hard to explain. I can feel it already. <laughs> it's really similar to mushrooms, except it's just like mushrooms took some mushrooms and then it condensed itself in about ten minutes. The entire trip's worth visuals and so are you are you incapacitated so. for that time? Pretty much. Damn near, yeah. Yeah, it's better to just. So you don't still. you don't do it and then hit the gas pedal. No. <laughs> or or jump on a trampoline. I heard some stories. I heard you, some stories. So you can move around for bridges. I mean, you, you, you can, can function. You're not can like you see? falling no, over and stuff. I can. I mean, if you do enough, you're not. You can't see anything in front of you. That's what I mean. Yeah. I thought I thought it was that strong to yeah, where it is. Like I've tripped hard enough. I can't see my hand in my face. Ooh. If you take the third hit, if you like, if you take the second, you can walk around. Okay. Yeah, that's how it was at table. Rock. So it's yeah. it's that like Ooh, it's that acute yeah. to where like each yeah. hit will take you to another level. Yeah, most people are just afraid to not take the third hit. I just can't no like shit. break through where everyone always talks about seeing uh, different types of entities. Like it's almost so. Scary. Are you just seeing patterns and colors? Just seeing the patterns, the rabbit hole, just uh-huh. the layers of coming and the ringing sound. Yeah. like it's almost there. Should took a bigger hit. So does anybody go for? <laughs> I don't know. You can't see to do it. You like you're feeling around. <laughs> My, someone's got to be there because if you're doing on a piece, you're just gonna drop it because it it's an instant Uh-oh. impact. Yeah, it's like it, it's like being at the top of a roller coaster. You just drop. It's extremely fast. And how wow. do you guys like to do it? Do you guys like to? Like, I mean, the most effective way to get everything is to be to like vaporize. I like to have it. Uh-huh. Okay. I like to do it sandwiched in a bowl. Okay. Oh, so, so you could cannabis. straight up. Yeah. You could just straight up yeah. drop do it you, into your dab rig. Do you, do you even yeah. notice the cannabis high okay. at all when you're? No. No, I didn't. Yeah, think just so. the flavor helps helps match the flavor. Is it a bad like, taste? Yes. Oh, really? It's like okay. Fucking well, burnt rubber. Rubber. Yeah. Ooh. Even the best stuff I've ever had tastes like burnt rubber. Yeah. So it's almost like you want to dab it with something else yeah, if you were to dab it. Okay, okay. You don't need much. No, and you said it lasts about oh, ten so minutes. Oh, so don't do my yeah. normal. So, dab. so okay. when you're when you can't see like your hand in front of your face, can you feel things though and stuff? Like, oh, yeah. are you Definitely. you're conscious of your surroundings? You just are full of freaking. I mean, not necessarily conscious of your surroundings. No, I mean you still remember that they're there, but. It's That's like, when it's best to be in a comfortable yeah. surrounding. It's not like and matter. and do you need someone sober there? I mean, like you said, you're going to drop it, but can right. you have another person doing it with you if they're yeah a veteran, right. or do you need someone sober? Just period. There's theories on that. If you do high doses of DMT at the same time, you can get into the DMT realm, then meet each other. Oh shit! That's what they're doing on maps with the Project DMT X, with the extended DMT <laughs> research. 
Let's do it. Dude, that's video games on the next it's level. Just, the DMT is just processing so much information at once. That's like making you're try, If you're in there long enough, it, you're slowed down, so then you're actually understanding and see it. So then you need the artists, you need the seekers, you need the thinkers, the doers to take charge, take initiative in the, in the role. So being that it's short acting and stuff like that, do you think that there's still medical value? Yeah, the, it's known as the business drug. Businessmen do it. And DMT talk. is? Oh, absolutely. But so is it microdosing that they do, or do they actually get high and then it benefits them the it's next a, day? Because you do it, and then it's in 15-minute lunch break, right? Then you go back to your conference like, okay, this is what's going to be done because okay. you've already seen it. So That's crazy. Do you guys agree that it, it can be and is considered a mental reset? Like both? DMT and um, mushrooms? They're all connected. It's all living organisms. That's all Because they say that also um, people who have addiction and for like addiction recovery, that it's good for that. The founder of AA used LSD to do his addiction. I think that's so ironic. To make it to the 13th step. Yeah. See, and we have we have a. I tried to bring that up in some of my meetings in the past, and they didn't like to hear that. <laughs> what is that? A hydrocodone th- clinic that we have up by my old work? Yeah. When yeah. I was in probation, and, and people were telling me, "Well, I'm on probation, so I'm addicted to marijuana," and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm addicted to meth. I'm addicted to heroin. I'm addicted to alcohol." I was like, "Well, if you guys take magic mushrooms, I know how to do it. Like, <laughs> you can." But my counselor was like, you can't do that or write you up and you're going to get probation violation. I was like, so what am I supposed to, why am I here? It's like, I know the answer is I can help them. Like, what are you doing? You're just listening. It's like so enforcing rules. Yeah. Yep. We just need more people to actually commit on helping people. Yeah, we have, we have, uh, their, their help around here is a hydrocodone clinic. So they can, they can just dose you with more medications to heal you of your heroin addiction. And there are seriously people lined up out the front door. Like I used to have to fight these people just to get by them to go to work type thing because most of them were just like there. First thing in the morning at like six o'clock is when they opened their door. And so they, and they were gone and it's like first come first serve for the hydrocodone clinic because it's free, it's considered free. Like you gotta get there first come first serve. And then once it's gone, it's gone. And so people will go and they'll get their dosage amount for the week. And then they'll go and, you know, they'll do that every single freaking week. And, and this is considered helping for our community, whereas I don't see that as much helping. What it, what it does, <laughs> though, is it takes black money off the black market and it puts does. it in the government's pocket. It does. No matter what all, they all say, it does, it does that. Yeah, They're taking their cut. They're getting it gets money. their cut, man. They are. And all here's the deal. Cut. When I was in... And they have to deal with the skivvy people that are coming in that could be helped and get out of that by doing something else. I've had terrible problems with alcohol in the past, and my counselors that I've had for alcohol all hated uh, the hydrocodone clinic. The clinics <laughs> because they had more trouble with those people in their recovery programs oh, than a lot of times that they did with heroin abusers because they were just so stuck on those pills, and it was supposed to be the stepping stone. Oh no, right? they give you straight so, up the liquid. I mean, it just I guess gives a little stamp of approval there just for the medicinal therapy kind of clinics uh, if, if we could send them there for mushrooms instead of here for a dose yeah see it's like instead that's that's what would be mind, awesome maybe open it yeah and mm-hmm. to be honest you know i knocked it at first but i mean i would i would do it just to experience it even I if would, it wasn't a clinical setting but i wouldn't be like going there and they're going to give me two grams or something 
Like I can do that at home and just then go about my day. But it could be fun. Like you could like uh, do some crazy shit, you know, to where they're like, oh yeah. It's they like, have rage. This is what's going rage on here. Restaurants now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What if Let's it's an open-based data search? Like they go in, like, hey, can I get a an ounce of shrooms, and you guys test it? And then we can scale the data. We yeah. can figure out what is too much. For sure, that'd be low. cool. Yeah, absolutely. But see, if you want to see be... the everyday application, they want to just put a monitor on you and send you home with your bag. Mm-hmm. See, if they did Real something like that, that would be all right. I don't. I. Uh, it would freak me out. I would just tell you we aren't. I. Because that's the battle. Out of the three experiences, basically you got mushrooms, LSD, because you guys have never done ayahuasca or ibogaine, right? Or iboga. Iboga. I, I wish. You well, wish. It's something you're going to experience. Most definitely. You'd have to grow the other the two. I want to I go to Peru and actually experience it. What's that? that? I want to go to Peru and actually yes, experience it. I think that would be the best way to do it, only because they, they do it the right way. Most definitely. Um, but you also have a real shaman there. And... You know, I think that if they don't make it the right way, you can get sick off of it even easier than you do anyway. They do, like, tobacco purges and everything beforehand so you don't, like, throw your stomach up when you're tripping. Because they, they typically induce, like, a bad trip for the first time to make all of your problems, like, prevalent. I see. Yeah, yeah, it makes for a great one after that, maybe. Throw up a lot. Too. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much DMT with an MAOI, an MAO inhibitor. That's okay. why it's, Which makes it work, right? Okay, yeah, edible, edible, yeah, orally. Yeah. Right, right, right. Um, so what's your guys' favorite then? The DMT, the mushrooms, or the LSD? Aside from the fact that, you know, forget about synthetic and all that bullshit, just as a group. It's hard to say. They each have their uses, but I mean, my personal favorite is probably mushrooms. I just haven't done them in a long time. Take a lot of energy. So, mm-hmm. chemists that can come up with DMT, but you can't grow mushrooms? I didn't say for I research, For research, <laughs> for research only? <laughs> medicinal purposes because yeah. <laughs> like you were saying it's kind of hard Did but these care? some of these guys got the method down they just do well, it i know a gentleman that makes it quite quite a lot of at one time and he does real well but yeah. that's part of the deal too you know uh, with that initiative there at the producing part of it so uh, it'd be kind of kind of curious as how is the government going to produce them or is it going to be something maybe uh, outsourced to where public could be certified and produce them yeah exactly yeah that'll be interesting you know they'll probably want to keep their cut on that too and if they can make it all yeah you'd almost think they'd lean towards that just because they could get a cut without funding it uh then just make you jump through the hoops as far as regulation and rules uh, i know a couple farms though that are doing this i've got there's one guy that i follow that he's got his lab set up he's got his power now set to it got all his permits he's ready You'd have a good spot at that lab, too. Yeah. Um, But it's pretty rigorous. Like, he has to have particle counters in his lab, and he has to have... Probably the, yeah, accreditation for that is... Yeah. But worth it. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. (laughs) Definitely worth it. Now, I was going to ask you before I forget, just a second. Can you make, like, can you influence mushrooms like you'd influence cannabis? Can you make them stronger? Can Can you do the manipulation that... Yeah. You can with plants. I think it'd take, like, lab testing, like, kind of how we're doing at the farm, you know, the electroconductivity testing in the soil and getting tissue analysis. And and I'm sure there's, you know. I'd be interested to see if you could, like, you know, we're doing with THC. We just keep 
bumping it up and yeah. bumping it up and it'd be interesting to see if you could do that naturally with they're talking about definitely. making uh, THC out of yeast we can make yeah, you can make DMT that. out of yeast and shrooms out of yeast why can't we put them together and make THC with uh, shrooms oh, can't wait man. till we know like, like our a milligrams. little point <laughs> yeah I can't wait till they can like tell us our milligrams like I grew this and it was this many milligrams so if you yeah. have like this much of this many milligrams mm-hmm. of this yeah. type of like mushroom yeah see that would be cool to know because I've never like how do we know with your seven grams that you took how many how do we know how many milligrams of well and I often wonder about shelf life too because I've taken a quarter of mushrooms before that it didn't give me nothing more than a body high and I'm like, what the hell? Like, I'd have to eat an ounce of these things? To but that's the homo- homogenization right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's so. what I was thinking. I'm like, so you never really know. I could take a quarter and be not liking it. I took an eighth and didn't trip at all. Yeah, and, <laughs> and I've been there, because too. Because my body was just extremely exhausted. And yeah. just said, no, you just need sleep. <laughs> yeah, I remember I tried to take an eighth that one time. I was I was so pissed that I, I'm like, I felt like that was a waste. Like, why <laughs> did I just chew up that awful shit for nothing to happen <laughs> damn it and i was sitting here and he's like tripping i'm like why I'm why am i sober <laughs> now is that something that you do would you like be a shaman i would love to one day i can see you doing that Absolutely. now the shaman doesn't get high though i mean he does but not there, not during the time there's of the, actually some shamans that would actually do the ayahuasca with the sober person because we're all connected in energy uh waves maybe they can't handle the trip but i know i could and mm. i could uh, re- uh sense their frequency and their energy and maybe i could heal it well and they can sense yours too if because, they're in the same mind frame yeah, as you if they get in that christ consciousness the the one you're vibrating already high enough the aura around you is around everyone so this positive frequency is around us all for sure for sure i can and i can see you doing that is there anything like in the states that that allows you to be holistically certified or whatever that would lead what would you? it take though like what type of requirement what type of education i have no degree but i think i can handle what yeah they're saying. Oh, i was just curious if there's actually some sort of category or subcategory out there that you could who knows might be a niche to fill though hmm. especially with legalization uh podcasting that's where we begin yeah for sure Spread being the a front runner of the awareness then so everyone knows who they're getting it from. We have the data to show it. That's why we're all about it. We yeah. care about our consumers so much that we're willing to do it so we can get the best to quality for everyone else. I often wonder if they do approve this for like this clinical type setting, if there's going to be a spiritual side that they promote in the healing. Like it seems like you don't see a lot of spiritual stuff coming out of a hospital except for a cross hanging on the door or something you know there'd be no hospitals right well my point so it's like (laughs) it it makes me wonder how much of a complete experience you would get even in a medical setting Mm -hmm. what if they messed that up though and took advertisers like uh provided this trip provided by the church of latter-day saints (laughs) oh yeah (laughs) oh for sure i can totally see that commercialized Or Pepsi just, billboards hanging off the end of the bed. Well, could you imagine uh, each of them buying a room, a clinic, yeah. so they could just run their their uh, their people through, mm-hmm. and maybe just preach during the trip. Next thing you know, they're going to have these like IBM and all these big companies are just going to run their full full line of employees through the program. Just 
y'all have to do a trip. Well, you've seen the government do the psychedelics uh, with MK Ultra, yeah. with mind control. Mm -hmm. Like, we got to stop it before it begins, and that's where the awareness comes. Mm -hmm. That's almost scary to think about now. There's that's why we're dangerous. <laughs> a lot of power. That's why we're so dangerous and so powerful at the same time. Yeah. They're I, I, starting to control us in different ways. Well, I think that was whole Nixon's whole thing, too. When it all started, you know, those hippies were too free thinking, man. <laughs> and now we have podcasting? Come on. Progress is being made for psychedelic movement. I think it's an actual evolution for the mental health and for the oneness of your true self being who you are without the fear of what society is going to think of you. And Oregon's going to take the initiative and put it on the try. Hopefully, put it on the ballot. And we need 112,020 people to sign it by July 2nd of 2020, so it can be on the ballot in November 2020 for legalization of magic mushrooms at this level. What What is the general feeling with all? You know, you guys are all from Kansas, so what is the general feeling from people back there with all this going on here, like with the cannabis slapping them in the face, and then the they see you guys on podcasts now and it's like way open now we're going 2020 possible mushrooms what it's the leaf no god doubt. damn you guys are going up and smoke over there but y'all should be worried about the damn tornadoes that's what starts <laughs> but then uh then a question comes or some intuition like hey what how's this work and so I know what I see now is an overwhelming amount of support. Like, and I'm talking, it's a whole different planet. It's like I didn't know nothing about nothing, and it seems like my eyes are really open now. But I, I think that's contagious, and so it's catching on quick, really quick. Uh, I'm talking not your middle age, not your early. Uh, my grandma come out here and checked it out, you know, in the 80s, opened her mind because it was probably that damn marijuana. You know, and the weeds. She thinks you're selling to the Mexican the mafia. Uh, you know, I just keep telling her my you flowers. Damn. I send her pictures of my flowers all the time because she's got beautiful flowers out in her backyard. So that's how I open it up. You know, check my flowers out, Grandma. Twelve foot tall. <laughs> They're pretty. And uh, and I know that it sounds like you consume. Oh yeah, psychedelics. I, mean, uh, I got I got to a point where it was like a reward. So psychedelics. I mean, yes, yeah, so I work hard all week. Oh, uh, I mean, it's my. I mean, hey, I, work I worked all weeks. hard this week. I work hard all week so I can take Sunday for myself for Saturday. Yeah, our family says Saturday for the boys, so, that, so I'll throw that in there. Uh, so yeah, Saturday's for the boys. So you work hard all week and you get your day. And mine was maybe frolicking through the weed patch on some mushrooms. That's or cool. Red so <laughs> do you, so I, the redwoods. That seems because there is cameras. Yeah, uh, there's no camera here, so uh, <laughs> I was not. No, I was. <laughs> We'll never know. <laughs> it's my trip. Well, OLCC knows. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like that you would recommend usage for us older folks then. Oh, I'd rec. I mean, I don't know. It's uh, everybody. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah. I wouldn't just uh, discern good Even this guy back in, the, younger. back in the crowd here? Even this guy? Definitely recommend. Oh, he needs uh, it. <laughs> no, no, there's you na nothing wrong. No, you have shamans there, here. It yeah. could be a lot more right, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, everybody. I don't they know. could really control you on the farm then. Yeah. Come on, man. <laughs> Just take some mushrooms. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, he, he. He would probably figure out a lot of stuff. As a pretty smart fella, uh, he would probably open up some doors and it's like troubleshooting, reasoning, creativity. Like, I mean, there's going to be some aha moments. Like, mm -hmm. that's what I think. It uh, sounds like you got a one-way ticket. 
that you better just get on board with. Yeah. <laughs> it's not peer pressure. We don't. Have you have you ever consumed drugs. anything? Just before we wrap up, have you ever consumed anything at all? Virgin. A virgin yeah. for everything. Yeah. You drink alcohol. Yeah. Yeah, but any cigarettes or anything? No. Nicotine. Yeah. Cannabis. Oh, you do smoke cannabis. Have before, okay. Yeah, what brought you to Oregon. Just yeah, well, yeah I was, that, well, that's where I was getting with this. Is not to just drill you, but I was wondering that what piqued your interest then in the cannabis world here. The medical benefits. Okay, so you recognize that there's some benefits. That's cool. Definitely. Excellent. Kansas, Kansas is a great state. <laughs> Hope to go there someday. <laughs> so when are you gonna be my shaman, man? Let's wrap up with this. When are you gonna know, be man. my shaman? When are you ready? DMT, let's do this. Four <laughs> hits, come on. When are you ready? <laughs> we hit it right out of the rig. Four rig hits. <laughs> You're a drool. I'll be there with you. <laughs> oh, but it, well, we're the. What do you call it? We're the, we'll be the pilgrims. We'll be the. The psychonauts. The sailor of the soul. Yeah, we'll be the dudes that die from dysentery on the Oregon Trail. (laughs) You gotta be that guy. (laughs) That's way too far, guys. Just hold it. (laughs) Yeah, just own it. (laughs) 